Guys, let's not do anything with Recycling Works or Secutech. Or... <laughs> <laughs> let's just avoid those completely. Yeah, what the hell? What did y'all do? <laughs> like, I came yeah. back and, like, at the end of my mission, I see all this. Uh-huh. <laughs> what <Yep>. did you do? <laughs> Well, the thing is, you introduce what new characters. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> introduce new characters. You gotta make some links, and then right. some other stuff went down. Apparently, and then some stuff went down with you, which brought up some alerts on the uh, the eugenics one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Until recently, nobody knew what you were talking. Knew what I was talking about. Unsubstantiated fantasy. I'm the victim here. <laughs> anybody change anything about their characters or character sheets uh now yeah. so i know you told me in thing but just who can have it in recording i done leveled so, up yep okay so let's start with you mike mike leveled up uh what did you change what did you change about victoria uh so now victoria has a move called bypass mm -hmm. um which allows her to when uh, attempting to subvert security measures, bypassing a locked door, disabling an alarm, camera, or motion detector, etc., she rolls cool. On a 7+, the bypass is successful without leaving a trace. And then on a 10+, you gain some valuable insight into the facility's security, gain intel. That sounds nice. useful. It does. It does. You know, it's funny, at first I thought... I wasn't sure if that was that great, and then I realized that means that on a, you know, normally if you're trying to bypass something, a seven to seven, eight, or a nine would be a partial success, but this means seven to nine is a solid success, and then <laughs> ten plus is and extra. So that actually is really good because none of the rest of you have a good way to break into stuff. Yeah, basically. I have um, a shotgun. <laughs> okay that leaves a trace friendo and we've talked yep. about this <laughs> okay none of you has a subtle way to break into stuff i could talk uh, to somebody that's true <laughs> so I okay charm people <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. true yeah. true i put this in discord but i leveled up also so mm -hmm. now when i take when i roll the harm move like not my actual harm but the harm move i can subtract right. my meat from that so I right, will be cool. less likely to die. <laughs> mm -hmm. Important. Or drop somebody because you got shot. Or <laughs> yeah, or like, well, the like really high ones are super bad. Like, yeah. Lose a limb or like be knocked unconscious or something. Yep. Um, so yep. now I have minus two to that, which makes it super hard for me to roll above a 10. Or yeah. I can't roll above a 10, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I can true. roll a 10, but I can't roll right. a 10. So, like, basically, right. I have to roll a 12 to actually get the worst consequences. Yep. Yeah, you uh, you getting knocked out in that last mission would have been very bad, yep. uh, considering the position you guys were in. So, no, that's, that's really good. Anybody else? I also leveled up. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, Doing all my shenanigans. Um, yeah, so some of that's going to come up later on, but you can talk, uh, talk now about what you took. Yeah, I'll just yeah. When I leveled up, uh, I took right tool for the job, and instead of you know awesome things like uh, I guess any new skills, I got two new vehicles. Uh, <laughs> one replacing the one that was EMP'd to near death. Uh, that one was essentially rebuilt. Because uh, funny enough, David, I had a little quick talk, <laughs> and the question arose: was like, wait, how did you start with two vehicles? And I'm like, because you were nice and let me have two from the start. <laughs> Um, so now, now I justifiably have two, um, one being rebuilt and one, I guess I can use when I want to at this point, I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, one being a car that re replaced, um, my work car anchor. There's now the anchor Mark two, which is, uh, stronger and with a very interesting EMP auto cannon on it now. <laughs> it's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also refurbished a sexy new motorcycle for my own getaway or getting to uses in addition to my fancy car raven so that's nice. total of three vehicles for me right now yep think so, yep. Think so yeah all right yes. awesome so uh the first thing i am going to ask before we really do much of anything is numi can you just roll your vision thing move my vision move 
Yeah, the vision thing. Yeah. Hold on. Let me figure out. Let me figure out how to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's broadcast. All right. Ew. Bad. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oof. Ah. Well, all right, let's get right. this party started. Subscribe <laughs> to the Adam School of Rolling. Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> it was too good last time, that's why. Yeah, You're all right, so. Way, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so that's. Wait, I don't. Uh, oh, no, that's just how many die I throw, is the idea. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. It is fair to I'll... be like, like sorry, too. It's worth mentioning we haven't played this in about half a year. <laughs> yeah, it has been. Yeah. Yeah, I did yeah. want to say when we last played, it was December late 3rd. December. Yeah. Or, My notes uh, are from December 3rd. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it is now July 3rd. It is <laughs> super hot. We are all roasting in whatever, in our various rooms that we're in. And, uh, yeah. Also, I want to point out that just to de- when I the thing I typed to demonstrate how to roll if you don't want to click style or whatever, I got two sixes. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then we rolled two ones on the thing that actually matters to the story, <laughs> and I rolled two sixes just to show how it. Wow, how isn't it's done. that convenient, Mister <laughs> MC? Mm. Mm-hmm. I just, I just used old, used up one of your crits. So, uh, <laughs> roll twenty okay. is GM biased. <laughs> so since I rolled a four, I guess we're just not going to do a job today, guys. I'm sorry. Nope. <laughs> All right, everybody All right. to the bearded angel bar. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Pass. Hard pass. Delicious. <laughs> All right. So the reason I asked you to roll that was basically to find out how successful you were at convincing the Louise Brookstone clone that you kind of broke out of the PDRSA facility to join your cause. Like, you had Damn. managed to successfully uh, get her on your side when you first talked to her, but the idea was that you, you had sort of a long time like, once we broke her out, kind of break her, you know, uh, brainwashing that where she was working on the side of the PDRSA. And so, what I'm gonna say is that that was less successful. You do, I mean, even though you did manage to take the tracker out at the end of the last piece, uh, it wasn't quite enough to actually get you know she's still like her you know her brain is still like affected you know her memories and brain and everything were still affected by what was plant implanted into it and so she actually has gone back to the pdrsa and she is still working with them and actually legitimately working with them the the one you rescued the original one is out and living her life and she's no longer trapped with them but there is a clone back there working as willingly as one can when they've been programmed to do so with the PDRSA. I mean, they were, she was grown for that purpose. Um, and that's what she's doing now. So, all right. Lost a child. <laughs> uh, but you didn't a, a lose foster. any. Yeah. You didn't lose any of your sins. So I just want to fill you in on what's been happening. Other than that, since uh, the time you broke the Louise Brookstones out of the PDRSA facility. So, all reports about what happened that night originally came from a show called Unresolved Whodunits, which is showing on the channel uh, BAM Justice. Uh, it's a show with the tagline, stories so strange, they have to be true. There was an episode that focused on a false flag operation that the PDRSA undertook to garner local sympathy uh, through an attack on their own facility, but they clearly faked the entire thing. Uh, you can tell if you're watching the show, based on the choppy edits of security footage and the actual broadcasts that Bozidar put out, which were easily used to prove that this was very obviously fake. Signs of that were, one, one of the perpetrators you can see is Sin. Sin was a, is a spokesperson for the PDRSA, was for a very long time. Obviously, well, even though they disappeared for a while, they were clearly, the, the PDRSA was clearly waiting for the public to forget who they were in the hopes they wouldn't be recognizable as an operative. Obviously, the public now knows Sin's working for them. Um, <laughs> they were hoping nobody would notice, but the world doesn't forget. Uh, another reason, you know, the continuity doesn't make any kind of sense. You can see the same person being taken out of the facility twice by two different people at two different times. So it wasn't even very well done. Because, of course, Louise was taken out twice. There were two of them. 
Also, the person that you see on the being kidnapped, who's actually never named, is one of their own employees. She's been seen working for them since then. So if she's on the payroll, living in the facility, obviously she was in on it. And then, of course, uh, other than one of those generic big-body Kinko's clones, uh, the only perpetrator to get injured was Sin, who was shot by one of the other perpetrators. Then that same guy is the one that went and broadcast the thing. The whole narrative doesn't make any kind of sense for a real attack. So, obviously, the PDRSA, or the PEDS, as this show keeps referring to them, was just trying to make everybody think that they'd been under attack to uh, garner sympathy, because uh, they're obviously trying to do some shady stuff in the background. Now, no one really always believes what happens on on, on that show, but... Uh, what did I just call it? Unresolved whodunits? I mean, the name's even ridiculous. No one really believes it, but also some of it always turns out to be true, so it could be real. So that's kind of where a lot of people are are thinking happened since the last, uh, since the mission that most of you were on. Uh, as for Ori, what's been happening since your run-in with eugenics is uh, it's been about a month since Preston Cage and his gang attacked. Uh, apparently on the behalf of eugenics, which destroyed Anchor, nearly killed you, and they nearly managed to kidnap Reyna. And since then, Gunther, who's the, if any of you aren't sure, uh, the who's the head of security at Zedicola, has been kind of giving you the side eye. So one day he calls you into his office. And I'm going to describe him because while anyone listening to this on a podcast just heard about Gunther like two weeks ago... <laughs> Omar, you know, described him six months ago, and some of you have never listened to it, so I'm just going to describe him again. First of all, Gunther is huge. He's like if a diehard villain had the body of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. He's just a big, thick guy. He's got slick, ba- slicked back blonde hair How and a thick German accent. compared to Frendo? <laughs> Good question. Uh, Omar, you described him, so how big compared to Frendo? Pretty close. I would close. I would say I would say Frendo probably beats him on height. Yes. Uh, <laughs> on girth. Mm. Yeah. Up for grabs. Yeah. I mean, well, you did describe know. like some big neck rolls and things like that kind of like overall girth. Like he just he's muscly, but he's also just very large. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like in cartoons, when the bulldog walks like a human. <laughs> yeah you know what yeah yeah i bet his legs descriptor i bet the, yep. the the hind legs are just like that too kind of like stubby and he's he's uh-huh. he's uh he's bob he's mr incredible that's what he is oh <laughs> but like a bit but like with more of a michelin baby back of the head sort of sort of deal anyway mm-hmm. friendo's probably got him beat i'm not right. short okay All sorry right. to interrupt but no no <laughs> very important mm-hmm. so what i was saying is he also has a pretty thick german accent that i'm not going to attempt but just imagine it Whenever Gunther's talking. So, Ori, as I said, he um, one day brings you into his office. And when you go in there, he's he's sitting behind his desk at his computer. And behind him, you can see the city kind of thrumming you know, through this uh, giant, you know, bulletproof glass window behind him. And uh, he just kind of grunts at you and gestures at the chair in front of his desk. And he keeps looking at pretty intently at the screen in front of him for a while. And just kind of lets you sit and stew. And after a while, he finally stands up and turns around and walks to the window behind him and stares out it for a while. And I'd like you to do an assess roll, because I'm curious what you see here. Lordy. Uh, and that so requires edge. what of me? That is my edge. Oh my god, I haven't played this in a half a year. Uh, do, 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 that's <laughs> zero, so great. Just 2d6? Yep. Groovy. Okay, that's an eight. All right. Cool. So, he st- as I said, he stands there for a long time, just sort of staring out the window, and after a while, what you notice is, close to where he's standing, you can see the reflection of his computer screen on the window next to him, and it's something you probably wouldn't notice, except what's very lightly being reflected is the face of Preston Cage. Just taking up most of the screen, it's almost like this ghostly image of him just looking back at you. And clearly something he has been studying is related to what happened with Preston. Shortly after you notice this, he turns around and leans in really close to you. And he says, 
Reynes has done nothing but sing your praises since you saved her from that attack. I don't know. Those guys we picked up, they say they know you. They say they ran with you. They say you tipped them off as to where you would be and how to find you. Reyna doesn't believe them, but I kind of think they know too much to be lying. Plus, there's this. And then he opens up his desk drawer, and he takes out a metal disc about the size of his hand. It has a metal handle, and you recognize it as the device that biker used to hold onto your car. Yep. And he says, We went back after the attack to investigate and found this on your car. Why was that there? What do you mean, so why? You I told you a month ago the exact same thing the night it happened. They were tailing me. They fired something from their weird hover cars attached to anchor, trying to mm -hmm. kill both of us. Who knows? Look, we've been over this a yeah. million times already, all right? Yeah. So, Raina said the same thing, but he was using it to stand on the hood of your car. And why would anyone do something that risky just to get that close to your car? For all he knew, he could have just shot you through the windshield. There's no reason he should have known that you were so armored. But he Are did. you actually asking me the question, or are you just trying to answer I, it for yourself? What I want to know is, why did he know to take the time to stick this signal, signal jammer onto your car? What kind of question is that? He, know, he, didn't, he figured out I was Raina's detail. Maybe he, tra he tailed us from the show. Like, come on, yeah. Guthar, I thought you were head and of security, bro. So, but conveniently, you never thought to take this thing off of your car. You never t thought to go somewhere and get away. While I, I was driving away from them? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I am. You're asking me we why I didn't pull off to the side while we're being chased by at least six vehicles? Are you yelling at me right now? Are you yelling at me? I'm asking you a question. You ask me a question. You ask me the same question you asked me a month ago. Why? Why am I here? Get to well, it, man. Why am I here? I just want to know. They seem to know an awful lot about you. So, were you? I just want to know. Were you trying to make your attempt at an escape look real? Were you trying to play the hero, or are you being loyal but you're just dumb enough to not find out what that thing was? So, some people here seem to know you. So here's your chance to just tell me the truth. Do they know you? Tell me the truth and make me believe it. So I'm wondering what you would tell him. <laughs> How can I... Wait, you're, you're asking me to prove that they know me or not. How the hell can I answer no, that? I'm, I'm just asking what you would... He's... These guys are saying... have been. He's saying these guys have been telling him stuff about you. That make it seem like they know you. Oh yeah, I'm absolutely. just curious what your answer is. Like what? Like what? In this moment, what do you tell him? Look, do you admit the truth, or do you continue to say that you don't know who they are? Well, I'm going to tell the mostly truth, which is that I honestly don't entirely know who they are now. I'm going to keep going with. I'm going to continue this this line of of rhetoric because it's not false. <laughs> Okay, except there were a couple of people you definitely knew. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm just so I'm just asking. So <laughs> yeah. that, that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I just want to be clear. So, okay. So, because when you say that, so when you're telling him, basically, you just you don't know who they are. So, um. All right. So. <laughs> so, he slams his hand down hard on his desk and he says I hoped better from you did you think I wouldn't get it do you think I end up in a, my position with a squeaky clean history it doesn't that does your past doesn't matter to me Raina believes you Yukata believes believes her I work for him he says for me to believe you I'll believe you that's the answer that I'll go with and it, when he takes his hand up off the desk you find a slip of paper there that has an address on it. He says, there's a garage there. You'll find your car there. We've recovered it. We've made some improvements. I personally wouldn't leave you protecting my sister, but that's not my choice. But at least this way, there's another attack. You won't find yourself helpless. So, whatever you say, I know what I believe. But if you want to prove yourself to be just a former screw-up and not a current one, I do have a job that you could do. 
It's one that's best left off the books for Zeta, and one which, if you pull it off, might convince me you actually are on the right side. But are you? Would you be interested in helping me out? Of course. Okay. You're going to need some help for this job, though. It's going to take a lot more than just fancy driving to pull it off. You may not be in any gang, but I imagine you can still find somebody who would be willing to assist you. (laughs) And then he gives you an address and a time that he would like you to meet him and, and find some people who might be able to help you out with a rather elaborate job. I'm assuming you would reach out to everybody and... Let them can know. I, but but yes, can I first kind of like because this is Gunther's still in the room, yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, huh, I wonder if I can kind of shake the hand of of the man offering me this job mm-hmm. while kind of giving a quick little side eye to Gunther and a bit of a smirk as well. And that's sure, it. just I just want to give him that. Sure, he'll know. He'll give you that. He'll know what it's about. Yeah, he'll give you that. Because at this point, he like. You know he knows. You know he's going to just let it go. But I was just and curious I know which way he it can't, would go. I know he can't prove a thing. He's he's asking for <laughs> negatives. He's asking me to prove negatives. Uh, Thank you, Numi. <laughs> as she typed up in the chat. Because that's what's uh-huh. up. This will not hold up in court. Nope. That's true. <laughs> really, he was just trying to see if you would fess up. He wasn't going to do anything to you. But <laughs> exactly. So what? why? Why I got to implicate myself more? <laughs> Shit. I know this game. Gunther. <laughs> Scheisse. <laughs> Did you do the, like, you wiped your ass and then I shook his hand? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, it's, it's one of those, like, you know, because he's, like, towering over me. It's, like, the real, like, slow get up. And you know I'm dressed fly as hell. So just kind of, you know, do the quick, like, tightening of the, of the shirt. Pull down the, uh, the, the vest and the, and the jacket. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably my driving gloves are, like, still on. Because, you know, why not? And just uh-huh. just and do it real slow. Just extend that arm really, really slowly. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, basically, he gives you a address. Is you all an address for a, uh, and a time for a place to meet up? You know, I'm assuming since we kind of, what we kind of established is that most of you just kind of need work. And so you're willing to, you're going to be more willing to take these kind of jobs. This is what is being offered. Like, basically, you're being offered work. So, I'm assuming you would just reach out to everybody, right? I will take work. <laughs> I mean, I will... I'm wondering what's happened in the past month, honestly, because I have not seen the whole crew. And last, when we left off, the whole crew was <laughs> among <laughs> us, uh, Victoria and Frendo. Well, you have Victoria's number for sure. Yeah. Right. So, I will, I will call... Not? Them. I'll, I'll call. I'll call the people I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and and so I'm kind of trying to get past the part. As I, we kind of talked about this a little bit. We're trying to get past the part where we. Uh, I figure out why everybody would actually be there. You guys have all done a job or two and worked together some. So you know, you know when there's work to be done, these are people you can call and get that work done. So. So we're establishing or, that I've I've met Bose and Sin. That's my real. Well, question. I'm I'm saying like. Um, no, even we, we could establish that you called Victoria and Frendo, and, and then Victoria and Frendo reached out to whoever they know. Perfect. Yeah, we right. got the gang together wherever. Groovy. Yeah. We can move past that, but you don't have to pretend that we know each other because we don't know each other. Right. Huzzah! Yeah, and also, Sin just sorry. calls Bose and is like, "Hey, come do the thing," and he's like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because Bo- gunshot wound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be right there. Uh, yeah. Plus, uh, I feel like any kind of secretive job you you, you hear uh, there's a secretive job from one of the security people from Zetacola. You know, I feel like that's a story Bose is going to be at least interested in checking out. Also, <laughs> like both for the money and for the fact that there might be a story there. Yeah. So. Uh, you won't find yourself at a. Uh, kind of nondescript office building in a completely separate part of the city. Buildings on all sides are your, your typical monoliths of glass and steel, but nothing here has a Zeticola sign on it. This is not their normal headquarters. This is just businesses that you don't actually even recognize as existing, and they all have pretty generic names. And when you all arrive, you're ushered up to the offices of a generic boardroom like any other you might see in a typical corporate office you know it's got the uh 
the long table that you know kind of looks like it's made of wood but it's actually got that sheen so you know that's actually just a wood picture like being projected on a screen and that screen can at any time be replaced by a display or a, a haptic keyboard it's got those high pack high back plush chairs with the headrests that can rotate and reveal the broadcaster's face of broadcast face of board members who couldn't make the trip uh one wall is taken up by a grid of screens that you know will form into one large screen when a corporate lackey needs to impress the C-level officers with a presentation, and you know those officers will probably ignore that presentation for the messages sent by a neural link to by their mistresses. We're so all, you know, typically here when this is happening. Yeah, I would like to state that I don't know any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But like I said, it's a typical boring corporate boardroom, as all of them have those sorts of things in it. So the person standing in front of that screen is not a uh, typical corporate lackey, of course. It's Gunther. So uh, now most of you have never seen him before. So all you're seeing for the first time is a giant of a man in a suit that fits so well. You know, he's got to have access to a pretty good tailor. Is our mission uh, a bigness contest? <laughs> <laughs> Victoria uh, leans over to friend though. You got him beat. Thank you. <laughs> I, thank you for noticing. So he's wearing a device on his hand that looks sort of just like five black rings attached by wires that is then attached to a bracelet. And as you walk in, he sort of gestures you in and the screen behind him lights up immediately and a welcome message plays showing uh, a fake company logo. It's just like general packing industries. And you just hear a synth harp trill through the air and a calm female voice says the business's name. And Gunther just sort of rolls his eyes. He asks you all to sit down and then uh, gestures to the screen. And uh, when he does, you see each time he moves his hand, it triggers a change on the screen behind him. And the first thing you see is a long glass building with a eugenics sign on the front. And he says, this is the main eugenics research facility. This is where they do the majority of their biochemical research, including for a long time, uh, their attempts to replicate our formula for or Zeta Syrup. They've been working on that for a long time, but they've since moved on to something a bit bigger, something they're now trying to force Zeta into helping with. So he moves his hands, and you see a new image. It's just like a surveillance photo, and it's two people meeting in a car. One is Yukata Kuriyama, the head of Zeta Cola, but you don't know who the other one is. And he says, that is Veda Logomaki. Uh, she works for eugenics. And a couple of years ago, she came to Mr. Koryama looking for a partnership. Uh, they were working on a chemical that would allow a kind of remote mind control. And that's why they've been trying so long to get the Zeta syrup recipe. Because they believe, mistakenly of course, that people like Zeta products so much because we're using some chemical to force them to. Now those monsters are trying to make a chemical to turn their employees into mindless drones or force more and more people to down those worthless sugar pills they call vitamins. They have no respect for humanity and autonomy. Of course, Mr. Kuriyama turned them down. So, ever since, they've been getting increasingly aggressive in their efforts to force us to assist him. Most recently, they even tried to kidnap Mr. Kuriyama's sister to force him to comply. We think they're getting aggressive because they're close to a solution, or close to a deadline, and they just can't crack it. So, if the issue is with a deadline, then we think a sudden insurmountable delay might cause them to give up. If the issue is that they're close to a solution, a major setback could make the entire venture unprofitable. So he gives the screen a dismissive wave and the screen changes. And now it's showing some complex chemical formulas and other experiment notes. And when Miss Logomaki attempted to recruit Mr. Kuriyama, she brought along some notes to show how far they'd come. I think the idea was to entice him with the prospect of imminent success, but it didn't work because Mr. Koryama is a man of ethics. However, he did scan the notes for the purposes of possible future blackmail or espionage. And that's where you come in. What we need you to do is threefold. First, we need you to get into this facility and destroy any data they have on this mind control drug. You should be able to use the notes Mr. Koryama has provided to find it in their database. Once you find it, destroy any copies of it and any notes on the experiment in general. Second, it would be best if the lab were no longer a useful asset for the company. They're, they're a biochemical company. They're not going to be significantly slowed down by the loss of a single lab, but still, it'll send a message. Mr. Koryama is extremely upset about the attack on his sister. 
His rage is slow to build, but it's intense when it's at its peak, and today we find it at its peak. It will be directed somewhere, and right now it's focused on this lab. Should the lab be eliminated, maybe it will pass. Should it remain in working order, it, the rage may be directed elsewhere. Possibly at those who failed to quell it in the first place. Third, or I suppose third in importance, but first in order of action, Mr. Kuriyama would really like if you could obtain a copy of the data before you destroy it. That proves impossible, I think we'll understand, but there will be a significant bonus for each of you if you succeed in all three. So, then he asks, what do you think? Are you up for the task? I'm in. <laughs> I thought you might be. Victoria, like, side-eyes Ori, uh, but does it, like, she seems to be thinking it over. Okay. I want to know what we're getting out of this. Well, one thing is, we're going to pay quite well for anything that you can accomplish out of this. We, we really want to slow down these attacks on on our, our company and, and our, our, the, the company family. And uh, we're willing to pay what we need to to get it done. Also, just the the moral victory of knowing that we've you've kept this mind control drug off of the streets. You've kept some company from being able to control these people uh, indiscriminately. So this is where Bozadar takes a big breath, and he leans mm. in and goes, "So you're telling me if they have a list of buyers, you don't care." You want to do something altruistic, and the reasons behind their brain control drug don't matter. Ah, I mean, if you can get it, as I said, if you can get a dish, take the data on this, that'd be wonderful. If you do get that sort of information, I think we can even pay extra for that. We would love anything that would be useful against eugenics and anything that could help stop them from um, what they've been doing against us. So, certainly. If you find anything like that, we'd be happy to pay to take it off your hands for you. And I'm getting so a raise willing... for this too, right? <laughs> I'm sorry? Okay. I am getting a raise for this. I just want to put that out there. You're, you're getting... G. You're, one, you're getting the upgraded car that I've offered you, and you're getting a significant payment for this job. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure that we are getting paid per packet of data that we will be able to provide for you. <laughs> It's not Certainly. the lump sum. Certainly, it's not a yes. Salary job. This is yes. Line yes. item billing. Invoice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So, in game mechanic terms, I want to be clear. What yes. I'm, what is being offered is the. So there's the normal job, right? So there's the normal. What you will get from your when you you know put your money forward, what you would normally get back from paying for that. But there is also going to be an offer for a bonus if you get the majority of their data about the actual experiment. Now that you've brought it up, there will be a an additional, basically an extra cred for each of these things. So yes. I'm say you'll get an extra cred for getting that. You'll get an extra cred for getting information about, yeah, who is going to like buy it? Why are they making, like what the purpose is of this, like actionable information about that. Any, like, so anything that would be distinctly separate kind of big important data that you would get from this, Yes, you will get another cred bonus on top of it. I like it. I'm in. Where do I sign? <laughs> uh, well, you said it, so don't worry. We know. Thank you. I want explosives. <laughs> you want explosives? I think we can hook you up to somebody. To, you're asking us to destroy a facility. Probably we're going to need to be able to do that quickly. Uh, I'd like some explosives, please. All right. So I will say that if you uh, so when we do the get the job roll, if you you know take the extra gear, you'll get the <laughs> fair. Uh, you'll get you'll get the gear that gives you the explosives that you need. Uh, if you take if you take that gear, if you don't, he can hook you up with the contact that can get you that. Okay. So that works. Yeah. Uh, did everybody agree? Victoria Can I text is Victoria? Still sitting yeah. quietly yeah. with her like hands. Her hands are now steepled in front of her. Mm-hmm. She... Victoria, we'll use explosives, not guns. <laughs> like Victoria, Victoria, like just like looks at you, like 
<laughs> you mean to tell me that Zeta Cola products don't have mind control properties? Wait, can I like pretend I, you? I'm, I'm going to pretend you up. didn't actually just ask that. Of course we don't. We just have very tasty food that people really like. She sits back like and it. crosses uh, crosses her <laughs> arms and uh, just like she like narrows her eyes and nods and she's like, "Yeah, I'll take the job." And she like her narrowed eyes kind of look over at Ori. And I'm gonna look right back and I'm gonna like whip out my little like sidekick thing and just like <laughs> kinda text like, yo, what's your problem? What did you mean by that? <laughs> questionable yeah. questionable face yeah. emoji. Like what? Yeah. Gunther I think Gunther looks at Victoria and asks, so, Do you watch Unresolved Who Done It's? Are you one of those people? Zeta Cola <laughs> products are delicious and good for you. She puts her. Uh, I like you. I like you. And says, "What do you mean, those people? It's not a bad show. Making a lot of things wrong, but they got some good points. And no, I didn't get that from that show. Just know some people who definitely seem like they've been mind controlled by a bag of potato chips. <laughs> Excellent. So, all right. It still sounds like everybody agreed. Yes." Bose wants one thing out of this guy before he says yes, though. Okay. So he's sort of sitting there hemming and hawing about things, and he just looks around the table, and he remembers how things went last time, trying to, like, make the contacts that were kind of dodgy and things went sideways. So mm -hmm. so he says, look, you want to keep this off the books. I respect that. Here's mm -hmm. the thing. I know you've got disposable operators inside eugenics. Get us one of those connections so that we're not starting from zero and and I'm in. Right. Are you willing if you want this, prove to us that you're willing to burn someone in order to get something out of this. Okay. So the nice thing about that is that you that can simply be the you know, I can declare a contact at any time. So I can say that yeah, he will provide you with that. How useful that person's going to be is going to depend on your roles for hitting the street to actually reach that person and get that information but yeah he'll absolutely provide it awesome. but it, and also maybe you can get something out of doing the get the job role also so either way like it's going to depend on some roles how good what you get from him is going to be because yeah he wants you to succeed but there's there's limits to how much they're willing to give up depending on um how good you are so Find out how good you are. Who's going to roll for that? Get the job. What do you have to yeah. roll for that? Uh, that is... Uh, let's make sure I got it. That is an edge roll. I only have a one on edge. I have a one. Big old goose two. egg. I also have le egg de goose. I got a I one. I roll. I have a one. I could roll it. Uh, well, yeah. So I would actually say it almost makes more sense for Adam to roll it simply... or Because Bose had that you right, just yeah, go, go said that it. thing, so right. it's, on, it's on you, man. Right. Uh, big butts, no whammies. That's, that's all right. That's, hey. that's, that's a 10. That's that a good pose. Yeah. yeah. All right, so on a 10 plus, I, I'm you actually going <laughs> to... Yeah, exactly. On a 10 plus, uh, the employer provides useful information. You can take some intel. Uh, employer provides useful assets, which is gear. The job pays well. And that's kind of already coming, but still, the job pays well, the meeting doesn't attract attention, or the employer is identifiable. Though, also, the job pays well will give you a bonus to your initial payment on top of whatever bonuses might happen. I want Those that gear, options. I want grenades. Alright, so I think Frendo's been pretty emphatic about, about the kit being part of this, so yeah, we gotta go with gear for number one. <laughs> Alright, cool. Then, uh, if the point is that, then I would guess Frendo should probably add the gear somewhere. So one gear. Yeah, I mean, you can any of you can choose to use it if it makes sense for you to have it. But if your goal is that, yeah, yeah add I, one gear. Yeah, I just want to be able to pull out explosives at some point. Right. Okay. And then, do you need me to put the rest in the thing, or do you have it? So number two would probably be the intel. Okay. Since that's cool. what he, you know, sort of muscled in on this for the first place so yeah uh-huh so could you just like mark that as one intel then or? 
Yeah, you can just put that as, as that you've got an intel until you decide to use it for something. Okay. And I know I'm looking at everybody else now for thoughts. Money? What what were the uh, other options? Sorry. The job pays well, the meeting doesn't attract attention, or the employer is identifiable. Uh, attention to me, I think we should. I'm with that too. The employer I... is already identifiable. Yeah, exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And and we've already negotiated a pretty good deal money-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's true. Right. Yeah, then plus that's... we've got a couple of, we've got a couple of, um, clocks that are up pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure do. Did you expect one of them? (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool, excellent. So you've done it. You've gotten the job. What is the experience? Yeah. Oh, also. So now um, we there's a couple things we need to do now. One, I'll give you your mission directives. So show that to the players. Do we mark Uh, one experience, or did I make that up? You you will. Uh, That's going to be part of the mission directives. So I'll just go over the directives first, and then you can. Add that experience. I think I just added this to yep, uh, I see everyone's. It. Okay. So your mission directives are one, when you get the job, mark experience. So you can do that now. When you determine how you will get into the lab, mark experience. When you destroy the data, and that should say when you destroy all of it. So it's referring to all of the, any, any copies of the data that might exist. You want to then you can mark experience. When you safely escape after the data has been destroyed, mark experience, and when the mission ends, mark experience. You can get a bonus one if you actually destroy the lab, and a bonus cred if you manage to uh, get some of the data out uh, before destroying it and uh, bring it to Zeta. And then if you manage to destroy the lab and get the data, you'll get an extra experience on top of the one that you got from doing the lab, plus the cred that we talked about that you can get from the additional uh, useful data that you can then sell back to Zetacola. Excellent. I because I always wait until the smart people tell me when to explode the lab. So, <laughs> um, Do you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I've, you know, I'm very responsible with my violence. The problem <laughs> is which smart person is telling her because uh, Victoria might be calling that shot a little bit early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, I'm more likely to listen to Victoria than I am to anybody else on this team, but we'll see how it goes. I'm not stupid. I'm just, <laughs> you know, violent. All right, and then we have to bet our cred now, right? Yes. All right, uh, two. Yeah. I'm betting two. Okay. okay. Everybody, just you can say it, but also write it down. I'm gonna go by three. If you go three, that ups the mission clock. Oh, all right, two or something like that. It does, but I mean, you know, that might be fine. You yeah. get paid extra. You can gamble. <laughs> I'll do two. All right. Nobody ever wants to risk up in that clock. The problem Ooh. is, so far, we haven't really needed credits for anything. So, like, it just True. seems True. like. Like, it's better to just sort of, like, increase them steadily without fucking ourselves in the process so far. But, like, we, who knows, maybe on this mission we'll be like, hey, does anybody have 20 cred? And we'll be like, well, no. Can you spot me some? We've only been betting two. (laughs) (laughs) I also threw down two. Okay. So did everybody do two? It looks like it. Yeah, okay. By the way, Numi, I just realized in your character sheet, I don't have any. You don't have anything under weapons. Wasn't there an option somewhere for um, a cybernetic whip? That's uh, th- there is. It's not listed in the um, pusher playbook, but like I don't care. Yeah, you could you choose that, in, or I'm not the MC, but I feel like it's fine to choose that in place of a different weapon. There's also uh, for the killer <laughs> internal assassin internal assassination implant. Which is a forearm intimate? Uh, no, it's a intimate. It's you like explode uh, your head to kill them or something n- like that. No, I think it's, it's like more. An injectable. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's more of a. Um, a it would have worked against Bichon. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's in. It's internal. 
<laughs> I want that so badly, but that would be so not useful. <laughs> oh, that's so rude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that's. I think that's actually taken directly out of Neuromancer. Um, mm-hmm. I, it might be in other things, but it's definitely in Neuromancer. Uh, yeah. I will take the monofilament whip if it's uh, acceptable to everyone else for that to be a weapon and not an implant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's just a weapon. It definitely can be. I'm looking in the infiltrator playbook. Okay, great. Yeah. great. I'm okay. fine with it. Oh. If you don't have a gun, I don't see why you can't have a whip. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, okay, I see what you were looking at. Sarah, you were looking at in the killer playbook, it's yeah. the, if you take the move implant weaponry. Yeah, it just, like, then, I was, like, past that, past this yeah. page in the book, so it was just showing me the next view, and the only next in, uh, instances of it were implants, so, like, that's why. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Used. You can, yeah, in that move, you can take the whip as an implant, yeah. but mm. you can also just have one. So. so I'm just looking at this in, like, a PDF reader instead of, like, <laughs> Right. Okay. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a whip in my hand. All right, cool. Sorry, there's one more thing we're gonna need to do. Adam needs to roll the one of his reporter moves is before the mission starts. So you want to roll that because yes, you may not know do. exactly what your story is yet, but mm. you still want to roll for it. And then you can, we can start the actual legwork phase. Is that like gather evidence roll, Dave? Uh. Knows for a story uh, at the start of a mission roll edge, and that's when you can okay. ask questions from research. Take one forward when monstering, which you had, uh, do you have the monstering move? I, I don't do think not, you, no. You don't, okay. But yeah, it's, it's mostly for gathering evidence or at any point asking something from the research. Uh, wow, list. So I will roll edge. All right. Yeah, do that. Uh, seven. That's a seven. seven. All right, it's well, all right. you get one. So at any point, you can do one of the moves from that. So make sure that you mark that somewhere, that you've got that hold from cool. the nose for a story. Anytime you can ask me research. Because we didn't remember to do that last time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, the research is just that basic move for um, investigating something using a library dossier or database. And you can just ask it at any time about anything, and you'll get the answer without needing to roll anything. Or do gather evidence. Are we hitting the street? What are we doing? Uh, well, okay. So yeah, Adam did his move. Um, does anybody else have a before the legwork move? Like at the start of a mission, do blank. Does the pusher have that? Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure because I forgot with the reporter last time. I don't want to forget. Um, oh, I, is is this I, a mission that furthers your vision? Um, it doesn't really have anything. To do um, with transparency of government, <laughs> so mm. no. Fair. I was just trying to think. You know, it's a mind control drug. Is there anything related to your like drive for personal autonomy and freedom and such and that kind of stuff? Like, is it does it fit what you've what your stated vision is? Mm, I guess it could, but I mean, um, what? It, well, let, okay, tell you what. What's let's say what is your vision? Like say like you've got it written. Okay, I've got it. Your vision soundbite is we are never truly alone, unwatched, unheard. Your government knows break free. Yeah, I don't I couldn't Yeah, I mean I could probably mash it in, but I don't feel good about that. Okay. I I just wanted to give that you the option. That does feel to... like a weird thing to say at a business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> true it is true like if if eugenics had some sort of connection to like the pdrsa or something you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if they had a trackable government connection then i would be concerned but it's a corporate thing and sure Mm -hmm. i don't really care about that yeah right okay then, uh, yeah, save that for the lab technicians before we blow up the lab. <laughs> well, that, that's a different move. Yeah. So that's the vision oh. thing move. This is driven. This is just at the beginning of the mission. She rolls, and if she gets it, then she gets a hold to like add plus one or minus two to a roll. One of my at favorite songs point. is called Driven. It's by the lady who played Nancy's mom in Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's <laughs> featured on an episode of Highway to Heaven, where she's like helping a young country singer find her voice. It's really, uh-huh. really good. Not anyway. familiar with it. 
It's got really good lyrics like sometimes I think I'm driven. <laughs> yeah. I see. Just, Only sometimes. Really cut to the bone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Music things. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I think I'm driven, but not when I was making this song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so no, not for me. Thank you. Okay. So now we can just start with the uh, leg work. So who's got Thanks thoughts for that about physical you... de- description. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Pressing things. Well, Again, it's been half a year. It's been half a year. Thank you. That's very there was sexy. A, I attached an image URL and it didn't work. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Basically, during this meeting, Arisha just <laughs> takes his shirt off. <laughs> just a reminder that I am distant, attractive, toned, formal, and a black albino. Whoa, okay. Maybe just the jacket. <laughs> Sleeves rolled up a bit because it's warm, but not everything. Well, you're formal if you're dressed formal. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a blue steel then. Yeah. Wearing, Open the jacket. A, a blue steel. <laughs> I'm wearing a sport coat, but like the sleeves like stop like halfway down my forearms and my elbows are kind of like starting to rip a little hole in uh-huh. the seam. Looking, looking a little little thin. Looking a little yeah, thin. You can like see the stitches busted at the elbows and like around the, the shoulders. <laughs> it's not it's not flattering. It's a good look. It's a good look. Did you wear that because you knew you had to go to like an office? Like, yes, so I dressed like, up. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, okay, so who's gonna do a move? So have we left the office, or so uh, whether you guys are in the uh, the still in the office or not is really up to you. Nobody has said you're leaving yet, so I'm asking, what are you guys doing? Who... If we're you're... leaving it, then I want to hit the street and try to find. More explosives. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, sounds good. So why don't you do that? Hit the street roll, which is. Uh, is it edge? Uh, well, okay. For to get to oh, do no, hit style. the street, it is style. But to do hit the street, you gotta declare. You have to have a contact you're going to. So do you have one you've already established, or do you want to declare a new one? I guess I will declare a new one. And okay. hold on while I do a cyberpunk name generator. <laughs> All right. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. Wow. This is a very cyberpunk name. Um, his name is Cybo Prime. <laughs> Cybo. Prime. Yeah. Wow. Cybo Prime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It could Beautiful. Be. Yeah. Beautiful. Cybo Prime. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, he's just sort of a uh, like a like a hookup kind of guy, like just a. He's got Tinder? stuff. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a, a Tinder buddy. A s- swipe bro. Oh. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I haven't been single in like eleven years. Um, yeah, he, I don't know. I think he's just probably like a, a dude who hooks you up with things that you want. Probably, I assume I would have to pay him money for things, but like not not a, a question asky guy, more of a payment asky guy. Okay, cool. You have two cred less of uh, explosives that you can buy now, though. <laughs> I know. I know how it works. I've marked my cred. <laughs> so, All right. So. Roll style. Roll edge. Oh, sorry, style. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. I was looking at a different thing. Style. Yep. Well, that is a 10. That's a 10. All right. Nice. All right. Nice. All right. For that. So I get what um, I want, which is right. gear, explosives. So, like. Mm hmm. So I can add a gear to my gear? Right. So because you got a 10, you'll get an extra intel or gear. So I would say add a gear and then also add the explosives that you went to him for. Okay. So So what what kind of explosives are you looking for? Are you looking for more structural, like C4 type thing? Yeah, like some kind of like charges that I can plant with like a remote detonator. Okay. Like small charges, probably not huge things right 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 well the nice thing is it's the future and so they don't have to be quite as big to do quite as much destruction we can you know um so i'm going to say you probably have something you can pretty easily carry around with you that's still going to be uh very destructive so you get yourself some some little uh explosives but also uh you got a gear just remember one so all of the gear that you got so So you've got two gear now two gear plus the explosives right 
Okay. So the thing to keep in mind, narratively, when you're using that later, yeah, is that one of the one years, was definitely explosives because that's one, what you asked and for, and one was a hook from a hookup that probably they gave us because I wanted explosives. Right. <laughs> so so like, yep. they're explosives, basically. <laughs> they're probably explosives. But I'm just saying, if there's a situation where it makes sense for you to have something else he might have hooked you up with, fine. He's um, a, as weapons, long as it... a weapons dealer. Like, sure. It's buy one, get one free, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he threw in something. Does yeah. this cost me any credit? Um, so I assume it probably does. I'm not... Narratively, it should. Yeah. Um, it's just not going to cost you extra. Um, yeah. I would say... An entire mission usually can gain you two cred, so this probably is only going to cost you one. Okay. It doesn't make sense for you to spend two cred on something that's for an entire mission that's going to only gain you two cred. Yeah. So. Okay. So I will subtract one for my cred. So, um, what do we I know guess about I have to write him down on my contacts. We're, we're trying to get into, by the way. Do we know that it's an? Is it a, a multiple offices building? I'm asking uh, all of our buddies. I mean, uh, so I'm going to say what you saw is this This is a building that is dedicated to uh, eugenics operations. It's all of their, it's their facility. Is um, it like own- a campus situation or is it like in a city? It's, it's in a city. The thing is like everything's in the city, right? You know, um, this, that's, yeah, but- everything's, it's, but yeah, no, I know. Um, it's. Eugenics um, could have bought out half this part of that city, you know? <laughs> right. No, uh, this I'm gonna say this is a. Um, it probably has a little space around it. You know, it's not just a very tall building next to a right next to a bunch of other very tall buildings that all look the same kind yeah. of thing. It's more. Uh, it probably has. Um, I'm imagining some uh, like a like a parking lot and a little bit of like a little park area where people could go outside and eat or whatever or just be outside. You know, walk around the building once so they don't have a reason to actually leave if they want to go for a walk. Because the last thing you want is your employees actually leaving the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so it's probably got a little space around it, but it's not multiple buildings. It's one building, and everything around it is just other businesses and such. Yeah. Okay. Does that answer your question? That does. Yeah. Okay. Um, does anybody have a contact that could possibly get us blueprints of this building so we can figure out where we're going and what, how to get there? <laughs> I might. Yeah. Uh, but it's Gunther. Oh. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's technically one of my contacts, so, I mean, maybe he I mean, could give us a bit more. anybody could probably name Blanche as a contact. She's a I, hacker. Yeah. She sure is. That's true. She got you the blueprints to the uh, Nakatomi building. Who? <laughs> Blanche. <laughs> I know. That, I, I don't know who that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your best friend, uh, Blanche. Oh, you know, Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Dave, can I ask a what, context what? question? Yeah. So, eugenics is like big mega corporation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, safe to assume they probably have like a couple universities on the payroll or some sort of shady relationships where they've got, you know, faculty and grad students working on campus doing whatever it is they do, right? Like, they don't have all staff in-house or like or or do, uh, like... yeah no that's fair yeah they have multiple facilities like i said you could destroy this entire building and it's not going to have a significant impact on uh their actual business this is more of a revenge thing um so... but but uh, but yeah so they they would have probably stuff with uh, various campuses they would have uh, uh with like universities yeah like you said um and they've got multiple like research places but this is where the research is being done for this particular thing so can um, I do a gather evidence? Uh, yeah, sure. Because okay, I'll, I'll talk you through what I'm thinking, and you tell me if mm-hmm. if it's if it's no good. Um, okay. Like, you know, Bose is still kind of freaked out from what happened last time, right? So he's thinking, okay. is there a you know a way to come at this sideways? Because he's not you know he's not a hero. He's not into the hardcore charging in. Come at it sideways. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. What if there's a way to get in through infiltrating one of the university teams that is going to be there anyway, right? So do like the Scooby-Doo thing where it's like, oh, yes, we're going to put on a bunch of lab coats. So he's thinking this idea. So the first thing he'd need to do is like find out where those relationships is. So I'm thinking for my gather evidence, 
like find out mm-hmm. what university is in bed with uh eugenics and that would be like a gather evidence so okay <laughs> also let's keep in mind i know that Brenda just went out and bought a ton of like uh-huh. active explosives but there are ways of dismantling things without actual property destruction there's like data destruction mm-hmm. and uh, EMPs mm-hmm. kind of stuff <laughs> yeah to like, be clear like Koryama wants you to wreck this lab like he okay. doesn't necessarily need need you to kill anybody in there yeah but he wants this lab messed up good like Regardless of how you do it, he doesn't right. want them to be able to work in this lab anymore. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah. Uh, I was just going to... Something I forgot what it was. Uh, uh, what were we talking about? Sarah, so I, I think you're Yeah, muted. I didn't hear anything you said. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I was saying... Yeah, I just said a lot of things on mute. Um, what I was no. saying is, uh, if we come up with another... Uh, tactic that's great it's just sort of like when friendo hears destroy lab she thinks explode yeah yeah so um, that's fair that's fair yeah so like that's my first instinct is get as much blowing up things as i can and also friendo uh, smash friendo friendo smash are we doing this at a time when there is the like we should consider doing this at a time where there's the least amount of people perhaps (laughs) which means Going in with a research team uh, under the guise of a research team may or may not be the best idea. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, if we can get the credentials of an entire research team, then we might be the research team that's going in that day. Or the night shift. Yeah. And or I wonder if we can implement some sort of evac situation if we if we're concerned about as far as destruction and not like adding a body count to that. If, if there's a way to get people out of the building and then we can do what we can. Yeah, and then the first it that bomb way set too. off the fire alarm. The second bomb destroyed the lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm also kind of thinking. But what about the third bomb? <laughs> <laughs> the third bomb was for kicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the celebration bomb. <laughs> I just um, forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have like we have this wonderful, ridiculous TV show that was introduced to us right now if mm-hmm. we can somehow i don't know i have to think about this we're gonna wag the dog it are we gonna wag the dog it That's yeah awesome. uh, Elmar, you know exactly what i'm thinking yeah yep yeah <laughs> <I'm> with you <laughs> okay I, I don't know i i don't know i don't know how 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 this would work quite yet so Okay, but let's talk through like kind of the idea, general idea of what you're thinking of. Like, so it we could use use this broadcast to both create a distraction and to uh, send a message, mm-hmm. um, so that any damage we are we are covered from any damage that we get to do and we get to wreck the most amount of damage um that we possibly can <laughs> so we need patsies then if we're gonna go in and wreck it who are we going to conceivably blame it on eugenics themselves <laughs> somehow well that's another, another another inside another job PRD, yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh, a different oh. friendo? <coughs> People I, trying to form a union inside eugenics. Yeah. Oh. There you go. And Trade that, unionists trying to infiltrate eugenics. Yeah. <laughs> that gives us an easier in as well. Oh my god. Blame it on the PDRSA. Yeah. Because, because now, uh, Sin now, can be. I was going to say. And Sin is now a known operative. Of oh the my PRSA. god. It's oh true. Man. Oh wow. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. What? Yep. Sorry, that's like I, a little more. Uh, that's a little too thinky for for Fred to come <laughs> up with. Uh, like Bozenar is so, all no, over. No, I like. I like. Sorry, sorry. I, I just like the idea that maybe that Frendo every now and then stumbles upon fantastic ideas, <laughs> but doesn't realize that what that's what they're doing. She just she, like says it around bites of sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just like drops what they're doing, like. <laughs> Beautiful. Friendo, nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Beautiful. I mean, there's no. I I guess my mind is minus one, but like, there's no like int like modifier yeah. like in D and D or anything. Yeah, you're not. You're not the like one intelligence like yeah like, like Fallout no, character. No, just like nothing to suggest that I'm act that I'm like actively stupid. Just right, like, just you just don't care. Yeah, you're, just not, <laughs> just, yeah, I'm you're just not, not thinking, predisposed but... to thinking. Yeah, yeah, right. that's like not your strong suit. <laughs> yeah, right. Or solving problems that way isn't anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I I'm a fan of this. Sorry, Adam. What were you gonna say? Um. Oh yeah. No, just that this works for Bose because then he can, like, he can basically manipulate. Bam media from the inside and he can do the broadcast so it's like we let a trash can on fire and then he does the live to air broadcast and it's like fire nature's great destroyer fire has <laughs> broken out in the lab we suspect that like he can it'll be easy for him to push all of that footage to his boss who's that douche surfer guy that i invented last time and be like look <laughs> You know, PDRSA infiltrators have been working with trade unionists to work inside of eugenics, and I was there. I got the footage of it. So, like, for him, this is totally, like, it fucks with his employer, which is what he wants, and it's kind of smarter than going in diehard style, which he doesn't really want to do. So, <laughs> yeah. And he can all leverage right. all of his insider baseball. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Android Dreams is a TGIFRK production. For more information, follow the podcast at underscore Android Dreams. And if you want to support us, you could give us a rating on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at underscore Android Dreams. Or you could toss a dollar a month or so towards our Patreon at patreon.com slash TGIFRcade. You can also get additional information about the podcast and the people in it at androiddreams.tgifrcade.com. Thanks for listening.